0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this special episode about uh, learning Chinese on your own terms. My name is Sofia. I am from Portugal. Uh, I've been living in China for about seven years now. It's- so I have a background in Chinese translation and interpretation. Uh, I am also um, currently more focused in soft skills. So I am a life coach, a hypnotist, uh, and I also do soft skills trainings. And of course, I do love speaking. I do love writing. I am also the host of uh, Monday Morning Motivation. And I just love inspiring, motivating people and communication in general.
1: My name is Francis. I grew up in an international family in Germany with a mum from Ireland. So I was always international. And from a very young age, I developed a great interest in international business and foreign languages. It's hard to believe, but 20 years ago, I started to study international business. And Chinese was just the next step, the most exotic language to learn at the time. 16 years ago, I started to work in technology marketing, something that I'm still doing now. And I was mostly representing international companies to German customers, so taking international companies to Germany. And after 10 years doing this in Germany, I changed sides. So I relocated to China, and I represented European technology companies to Chinese customers. And during the past six years, I have tried my best to fit into this new surrounding, this Chinese surroundings, to improve my Chinese and to inspire my Chinese team to get international.
0: So we are here today to talk a little bit about our collaboration in this book, Learning Chinese, on your terms. What really got us started? Do you still remember our first conversation about the book?
1: Yes, I do. So when I met you, I had just started a language course to teach Chinese in 12 months. So I quickly figured out that my learning process was good. But somehow it was not really structured. It was not working out the way we wanted it to work. And the clear problem was motivation and accountability. When the teacher is the only person to push the students to learn, it doesn't work. And then I met you and you were so inspiring and full of soft skills, mindset and vision I was so inspired by this. And so we started to record the first Learn Chinese Language on the podcast, which is episode 75 on the China FlexPed podcast. After this, we were just uh, summing this up and said, you know, why don't we write a book about this? And that was the start of everything. That must have been in August 2021, I think.
0: We hear so many people saying, Chinese is hard. I've tried so many times to learn Chinese, but I always fail. And we really wanted to bring this message. Learning Chinese is not hard. Learning Chinese can be as fast as you want it to be, as long as you put in the effort and you have the right mindset, the right soft skills and so on. The first title of our book was Chinese is easy peasy, right? Because we really wanted people to understand learning Chinese is not hard. But you really need to have a strategy in place. You really need to be aware of the whole process. And that's where the soft skills then uh, come in.
1: And how did you learn yourself, Sophia? How did you learn Chinese?
0: I didn't have a very clear idea for what I wanted to study in university. And I I was just feeling very uh, confused. But at the same time, I knew that there was this deep curiosity about Asia, so that was my 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 starting point. I really uh, was always very curious about Asia, about China in particular. And then from there, I started learning Chinese language, even though at that time, people around me couldn't fully understand my vision, even some friends just really being very demotivating just because they thought learning Chinese is so difficult and China's a country far away, hard to understand, especially in what we call the West. I feel that there are so many limiting beliefs about China and Chinese language. And that creates really a distance between the learner uh, and the language and makes the whole process much harder. You don't feel motivated to learn it if it's just going to take so long and it's just going to take so much effort. Now, because I study a lot about the subconscious mind, I've studied NLP, I've studied hypnosis, I really deeply understand how programming works.
1: So, my story is totally different because I first got into contact with Chinese in university, as I just said, nearly roughly 20 years ago, 19 years ago. And then I had the chance to come to China and I had an on off, on off relationship with Chinese. I had a Chinese girlfriend at the time, it became a Chinese wife. I got a Chinese family. So, I was always kind of okay. I could communicate and I was very proud of this, and people would compliment me. 2017 is nearly 13, 14 years later, I came to China as a flex pet. And I was working in German and English, and I was spending time in German and English with my friends. I just didn't have any opportunity to speak Chinese. This was so frustrating to me that I basically tried to just push myself with pure, brutal force to focus on learning Chinese. And I started this in 2018, so it's five years ago. And then I got a personal tutor... I started working with flashcards and then I was learning full sentences and push myself, improve the tones and learn characters, and learn sentences. And then I actually met my new wife in 2019. And we only spoke Chinese from the very start until today. And then I joined my Chinese company in 2020 and we also speak Chinese every day. So that is a total different surrounding. And I always ask myself, why did I not start this before? Why did I have to wait so long? So Sophia, what was your biggest challenge in learning Chinese and how did you cope with this?
0: My biggest challenge was really understanding what I wanted in terms of learning Chinese. I think so many learners, they, they just start learning Chinese, but they don't really have a clear why. I would say two main challenges, actually. One uh, is not having a proper why. And one is lacking the support system. You know, people just don't have the motivation to to speak Chinese as much. In our book, we really speak a lot about the process. We interviewed dozens of people, and we share their stories. And I think this is really important to give people perspective.
1: We need to find out why we learn Chinese. We need to find an incentive to speak. And this was my biggest challenge. I didn't. Also, when I tried to speak Chinese, the problem was always if my vocabulary is not good enough, I cannot express myself. If I cannot express myself the other person will not reply to me in Chinese the other person doesn't reply and then I just switch to German or English and so for me this this very intensive learning from 2018 to 2019 these two very tough years were very important to me to learn full sentences in good tones just learn them by heart. Always learn the same words, the same sentences. Just learn them by heart and then use them. And I tried it again and again and again. And eventually people would would understand and they would still not reply. Sophia, why is it so important to find your why?
0: Your why really gives you direction, right? It gives you something to walk towards. So what I really think it's very important that people understand is why are they learning Chinese is it really for business reasons do you want to talk to your customers in in, in Chinese do you want simply to have daily conversations with Chinese people uh, and just make your uh, your life in general much smoother and, and make this whole experience in China for much uh, more worth living but what is your specific your specific why, why do you want to speak Chinese? Is it for for professional reasons, for personal reasons, for romantic reasons, right? For example, Francis has a, a Chinese wife, I'm sure that speaking in Chinese connects them much more. So there are so many possible reasons, but what are your reasons? At the end of the day, that will really affect the results because if you don't have really a need, you also don't have return on investment. You don't, you just don't feel very motivated to do it. Really having clarity about your why, your targets, your goals, where do you want to get? That is very, very important. A mentor will really be able, for example, to guide you through different stages of learning Chinese and understanding also what are your specific needs, right? In terms of learning a language. Not everyone can learn Chinese the exact same way, right? We all have our own strategies. And I think having someone that already has been through the process is just very, very, very helpful.
1: Sophia, what do you think? What are the main options to learn Chinese?
0: Well, you really have lots of different options, especially nowadays, right? You don't really need to be in China to learn Chinese. Of course, you know, immersion is completely needed. It's needed. It's a very important stage of learning a language, but that can be achieved in so many ways. You don't really need to be in China to learn Chinese, right? The traditional uh, way still work, for example, hiring a tutor, hiring a teacher, uh, having group classes, uh, going to university, right? Pursuing a, a bachelor degree in, uni- in university like I did. However if you really are not willing to spend that much time of your life in, uh, you know, for example, in formal settings, just to learn Chinese, I would say that there are ma- many more effective ways of learning Chinese, especially if you are a person that loves uh, learning, uh, you can definitely set up a, a strategy strategy that works for you. And I would say self learning, and i think self learning can be very effective as long as again you you really have in mind accountability and other other challenges let's say that might uh, that you may face if you decide to learn uh chinese all by yourself because it might be a little bit of a daunting task uh, somehow so what would you say were your favorite tools what really helped you in learning chinese
1: when it comes down to my Strategy. It is you need to think about what kind of vocabulary you need and in order to do that, honestly, it's Excel because then I can just put into Excel, I can put in the sentence I want to speak in English or even German right? And then I have the chance to translate it myself or just use Google Translate or whatever to translate it to Chinese. That's, that's so useful, right? Then I can take this list and discuss it with a friend or a teacher and just have a long list of sentences that I want to master. The question is, it takes me like a day to write 500 sentences I want to master. It would take me a year to learn them. So I always wonder, why don't the people take the time to build this list, Why do they ask the teacher or read a book in order to understand what they should learn? It only takes one day to write such a list. The the next step is, how do you get the content of your Excel sheet into a learning app? And here I recommend two options. One is flashcards. If I write Chinese, it looks like a kid, you know, drawing something. So it doesn't really make sense. Even then, you can write pinyin, right? On one side, and you can write English on the other side. Or... Another option is you can use apps for this. And the app I recommend is Quizlet. So it's all about the idea how to push content into your head. If somebody wants to spend one year by studying him or herself, I recommend take enough time to build your Excel sheet and then also take enough time to use whatever learning system you use with this um, flashcard system in order to push it into your head. But I know that, Sophia, you're much more colorful than me. So what would you say? Which tools would you like?
0: Well, it's very, very nice that you started off by talking about uh, flashcards, right? Because I think, you know, in the beginning, when I first started learning Chinese, I intuitively started to use flashcards, but I was very traditional. I used just paper, you know, paper flashcards. And they were, of course, uh, very limiting uh because there's just uh you know you cannot really make a whole uh room uh full of uh paper flashcards right? it's just not very efficient, right? Um and then I remember I was already two, three years into my Chinese learning, and I remember I found this app uh called Anki, right, that you just uh mentioned, and that just became my number one tool for my whole learning process. And honestly, if I ever am to learn another language that I'm sure I will, <laughs> uh, I am definitely gonna use Anki because I think Anki for me is just a blank canvas where you can basically design your own flashcards. you can create your own universe of learning Chinese. And up till this moment I still have you know my flashcards in Anki basically organized in, in topics. In textbooks, for example, I had one textbook, so I would make flashcards about that specific textbook. So when I had to learn that vocabulary or those grammar uh, aspects for uh, an exam, for example, I would always study um, in Enkis. I, I think I was never, uh, apart from maybe the first, second year of learning Chinese, I was never very traditional after that in terms of the, 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 the tools that I use. And I know that it might, and I understand what you mean when, uh, when you sp- speak about Anki being a little bit harder, especially for beginners, because it's, it might be a little bit overwhelming. It's just literally blank canvas and you, you can create any kind of flashcard, right? But really, if you think about it from the perspective of of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, for example, right? And you think about all the, all the functions that you can use in Anki to program your mind with those sentences. Anki is just such a powerful tool because it has a very good algorithm. Uh, Quizlet also has, I think it's just simpler. I personally prefer Anki. Repetition is how our mind will learn something. Through these algorithms, I think it just becomes so, so powerful. I mean, there are so many apps out there, right? But I think most of them are very simple. And people buy the idea that I'm going to learn Chinese with this app. Most apps only really work for beginners. They won't get you farther than that. So after that, you really need to develop systems for yourself. Just like me and Francis, we both uh, learn, have been learning Chinese, but we really use different tools as well, mostly.
1: Sophia, we try to sum this up, this learning process in the waste framework, which is ready. So what do I really want to learn? What is it that I need? that I need to build for myself, I don't learn something which I don't need. So like you said, you have a textbook which you want to master, you have topics you want to discuss, you have some very specific context, so you learn exactly this. The second is A, action. How do you learn it? My approach is from Excel to flashcards, and maybe your approach might be different, but build a learning process which works for you, a reliable process which you really feel you can keep going for weeks and months and not just for days. You can use a teacher, but try to be independent from the teacher. Try to take the the teacher as a mentor, but not as somebody who kicks you from behind. So you need to find a way how to learn the content independently. The next step is check. Here you can use a teacher, you can use flashcards, you can use any other system. So check yourself, test yourself, be strict, and really figure out, okay, how good am I on my own scale? The key part here, which we talked about so often, is E, express. And just speak as much as you can. Because if I speak a full sentence, then somebody else will reply with a full sentence. And then I can reply again. And I can always use the same words. I can always introduce myself. Hello, I'm from Germany. I work in the automotive industry. I am in sales. And this is what I do. And then I know there will be a discussion, which is really fruitful. The more you use the time for the action and check and action and check and action and check, the better the express will be. But the problem that Sophia and I, that we figured out is that people don't use this express phase enough. Sophia, how much fluency is required for this e-express? How much is really required to go out there and express yourself?
0: Being fluent might mean, okay, I can go and order some street food in my street Chinese and I feel that I'm fluent. I'm communicating with locals. From my perspective, being fluent is really being able to feel comfortable in any conversation with a Chinese native speaker, being able to create very solid relationships, personal, professional uh, relationships, being able to understand humor I think all of these understanding the nuances, because then there there are so many layers to Chinese language, there are so many uh, meanings that are not that obvious. And then sometimes we might think, wow, I'm so fluent already, and I feel so comfortable and everything, but you are still not getting some nuances. You know, there's a lot of communication that you are missing, because you still cannot read the between the lines. Um, And so You know, there's really not a one definition for what fluency is. But if I can give an advice to any person that has been uh, studying Chinese and is, you know, frustrated or, you know, cannot find a really good way to learn Chinese is really go and speak to natives and don't be afraid to get started and find something that you like to do. And that at the same time you can speak in Chinese when you are in, in that uh, environment. For me, it was always traveling because I love traveling. So for me, immediately in my mind, traveling was always pretty much connected with uh, speaking Chinese because I would just buy a train ticket. And that's what I always do. And I arrive somewhere in the mountains in China. Uh, In a very in very rural areas, many times where people don't speak English at all. So I would really have to get out of my comfort zone and speak in Chinese. And then I have so many beautiful memories from uh, those moments when I just opened up myself and and get out of my comfort zone and, and spoke in Chinese. So, yeah, I think you really need to find your own way. that is That feels fun and, you know, that feels interesting for you to, to speak Chinese.
1: It's a process. If you feel comfortable in just Buying foods outside, then just do it, but don't stay there. That's the critical thing because I shared my story before that I had this Chinese family and I was just okay, but I felt there was a glass ceiling. So nobody was pushing me. I could communicate, but I was sitting on a table. Everybody was speaking Chinese. I don't don't understand what they're talking about. I just think it's normal. They talk to me like a child very slowly and it's okay. I can't be like this all my life. And now if I have my friends, they are just like this. Their kids can't speak Chinese to them. That really, I mean, that's awful. If you apply this race approach, right, that you say, you take the time to figure out what do you want to say, you find a way to learn it, you find a way to check yourself and then express it and just repeat this all the time, you will eventually... I know, maybe it takes 20 years, but eventually you will reach Sophia's level. So Sophia, why do so many students quit?
0: I think there are many factors when you look at it. Um, I think lack of accountability is definitely one of the, the biggest factors. I studied Chinese in formal settings in universities. That really helped me a lot with accountability, I have to say. But I still feel that there was not really someone holding my hands and guiding me through through this way. I didn't have a clear vision. Uh, there was not a specific path that I, I would follow and I, I could know, OK, this is it. If I do this, then I'm going to learn Chinese for sure. Really, with this book, uh, helping people to find their own way in their own terms. But really not having to reinvent the wheel. Uh, but when you don't have any concept whatsoever, you, you cannot really see any path, then it's going to take much longer because it's just about trying this and trying that. And if people around you tell you that it's impossible to learn Chinese, really, this might get into your motivation. And if you don't feel motivated to, to learn Chinese, then it's going to be very, very hard. But of course, there are other, uh, other factors such as short-term China plans, right? I, I know many people who uh, come here to China, ma- many expats that come for short periods of time, especially before COVID times, right? There were, uh, I remember meeting many people that would spend, you know, a year in China and then leave China. So they would start learning Chinese, but just for the short term, just to, um, you know, to feel comfortable ordering street food. But that's it. If you don't have a long term uh, China vision, then that will also affect your long term Chinese uh, learning process.
1: Your life basically is based on your job and your relationships. If you have a busy job as a flexpad, as an expert, as a teacher, whatever you do in China or out of China, and you spend the rest of the time with your family, with your friends, with people who maybe not have any incentive to speak Chinese to you, no matter if they're Chinese or not, then it's very difficult to take time out of these two groups, job and family relationships, romantic relationships, friends, and do something just by myself. So in my case, I was actually, to be honest, I was only doing this because I was going through a divorce. So I was kind of sitting at home and taking the time, and I was so unhappy being surrounded by foreigners, and I took the time just to do this. And if I look at friends who quit, then I can just see this, because they have a busy job, they are not incentivized to speak Chinese, because they have other targets. They have a family, they have a circle of friends and they don't incentivize them either to speak Chinese. So in the end, you have to use the extra 5% you have left in the end of the day instead of watching Netflix to learn Chinese and this is so difficult. So what I recommend everybody is you don't have to be so aggressive like me and just change your whole life. Somehow you need to make Chinese a priority. Somehow you need to figure out why do I want to learn Chinese and how can I make it as important as the other three things which are important to me and that was my strategy so if you want to do that i think the the key thing is that you discuss it with your job and you discuss it with your relationships how can they help you to achieve this target and the main thing is here what we call accountability how can we hold ourselves accountable and who can help us in this process
0: getting along with people that have the same goals as us is really helpful and people that have the right mindset as well for some people it can be having a teacher for me uh i i think that helped but that was not my main thing i think my vision was my my key accountability because i You know, at a certain point, it got so clear to me that I really wanted to speak good Chinese. I really wanted to be able to fully express myself. That became my accountability, right? My vision pulled me. Francis, what worked for you in terms of accountability?
1: This is also why I founded the Flexible Community, is to find out... Who is in the same situation? I was really looking for other people who came to China because they wanted to. They really want to. They want to learn the language because they want to. So if you find people like this, just one or two persons is totally okay. So what we also learn from other people is just find one single person in your life who's going to speak Chinese to you. So I have this person. Is My wife has a son. He's nine years old and he speaks Chinese to me. Every time. So he learns English now, but for him it's totally normal that my Chinese is like so so, but he always speaks Chinese to me. He speaks slowly, but I can trust 100% that he will do. And I think you can all find somebody like this. It doesn't have to be, it can be a neighbor, it can be an old lady, it can be somebody, but you have to make a deal with this person. Is it okay if I speak Chinese to you every week? Is it okay if I check with you on my progress? Is it okay with you if I check with you my vocabulary list? So just find somebody who has either the same target or somebody who's willing to help you in reaching your target. This can be a teacher. The only thing I'm not happy about is that students go to the teacher and say, teacher, teach me. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. The only way it works is if you say, I build a strategy for myself and the teacher is going to help me on the journey and hold myself accountable. So Sophia, can you explain how do you build a vision like you had? And how do you turn this vision into a plan, into an action plan, which really works?
0: The last part of the book is really designing your own action plan. We start this action plan with what is my vision, right? Why do I want to speak Chinese? What is my why? right? What are my goals and breaking these vision down into goals? What is my deadline? Because people also forget deadlines, but deadlines are very important, right? When do I want to achieve this vision? What actions do I need to take? But because it's not only about having these vision, but also, what are the steps? What are the specific actions? What resources do I need? What tools do I need to achieve this vision? Who can help? just like you were just mentioning, Francis, right? Who can help? And being humble enough to ask for help, because we are afraid of uh, making mistakes and we are afraid of asking for help. It doesn't necessarily need to be in exchange for something, but why not having a Chinese friend that helps you have a friendship and at the same time you speak in Chinese to him or to her, right? What can get in the way? Really understanding what are the obstacles that can get in the way of you learning Chinese, how will I hold myself accountable? How will I know I have accomplished it? We have special techniques on how to build your vision right through NLP. We have exercises also on the book. And if I can recommend anything, I would recommend a vision board. Vision boards are my my favorite tool to really create the reality that I want. And that includes Chinese.
1: You can find all the information in the show notes and you can buy the book on Amazon or you can also contact me on WeChat. And with this, we... Really want to thank you all for listening in today. It was a wonderful opportunity to share this with you. It was a project which we have been working on for a long time. And we got a lot of support from the Flexpad community and from a lot of friends. So thank you for this as well.
0: Thank you so much as well for you, Francis. I learned also so much with you. uh, And I think it was just such a fruitful collaboration. Thank you for all of you that have joined today. Uh, And we see you all somewhere. Uh, in the Flexpad community or uh, feel free also to add our WeChat and we keep in
1: touch and if you have any questions if there's anything you can um, you want to share just reach out to us we're always happy for feedback